What do we think about the Lions 49ers in the NFC Championship game and what you should do in daily fantasy for that game? And how about the new coaching hires for the Panthers and Falcons in the NFC South? It's time to break it down here as we close another week on Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. All right, this is Locked On Fantasy Football, your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league, whether you're playing seasonal, DFS, year-round. We've got you covered here. We're... Part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day as well. Today we'll get into our Lions 49ers picks, break that game down. First look at the line and the over-under, and then get into the price picks and FanDuel, fun of it all in DFS. Before we do that, we'll also look at the new coaches. We have two more new coaches here that we need to talk about. and They are Dave Canales to the Panthers and Raheem Morris to the Falcons. So a bit of surprise on both ends. We'll get into all that in a moment. I do have to tell you this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins. You can just put that money line bet there at fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, Michelle, let us dive right into these coaching hires. Let's start with Dave Canales. And really, we know his background, just setting the table. He was the Buccaneers offense coordinator. Before that, he was the Seahawks quarterbacks coach with Shane Waldron. We know what he's done, right? Turned around Geno Smith in the middle of his career saved Baker Mayfield's career. So I guess they're looking at him to get Bryce Young's career on track. I mean, that's exactly it, right? I feel like that's why they're bringing him in as a hire because Bryce Young is so important to this franchise moving forward. They moved up, used those picks to draft Bryce Young. You you got to give him time to develop here. And this is their biggest, like they need Bryce Young to work, right? This is the only option for them. So you have to bring in a coach that has the best chance of fixing him up. And I, I, to be fair to Bryce Young, it, the playmakers around him were brutal, right? Maybe the playmaking wasn't as good either. So with new play, uh, a play caller with hopefully more weapons, like is this a team that should be going after a guy like T Higgins? I think maybe like to get a true wide receiver one in there for Bryce Young. Yeah. Let's think about this. What did he have with Geno Smith? That was important in, Seattle. He had DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. What did he have with Baker Mayfield? He had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I don't think you can go to the season with Adam Thielen and maybe thinking about what you have elsewhere. I mean, you have DJ Chark as a free agent, so there's not there. Terrace Marshall, they're pretty much out on him. I think they could look at Jonathan Mingo and make him a bigger deal, but he didn't show a lot to me last year. So they're wide open. Maybe they'll go after Mike Evans, right? He just worked with Mike Evans. And that would be, I guess, the dream scenario. But yeah, you have to look at T. Higgins. You got to look at Michael Pittman Jr. 
you got to look at some guys that are just going to get open and be guys that he can trust all over the field. And I guess he had some of that in Adam Thielen, but Adam Thielen's also ancient yeah. at this point. So you got to explore your options. The thing is, the Panthers, with all that trading to get Bryce Young, they don't have a lot of draft capital. So they got to spend some money here with the new GM, Dan Morgan, who has a relationship with Canales from being on the Seahawks together and Pete Carroll. So there's something to watch there for, for sure. So, yeah, I think the Panthers are going to be a little bit more aggressive. They're tired of Bryce Young kind of being disappointed. They do, I think, have to work a little bit more on their offensive line and get some weapons. And those are the key things we're going to watch. And the good news is Dave Canales is good for the passing offense, right? It's not great necessarily – for sticking with the rushing attack, but they get boring. We we got this with Chuba Hubbard, and no, we don't want that. We want them to be a legitimate passing team next year. So maybe have an upgrade at tight end. So all kinds of possibilities here. But for fantasy, you got to like it because Dave Canales has really produced with the quarterback attachment the last two years. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other uh, head coaching hire news we got yesterday, Raheem Morris is now the Falcons' new head coach. Not the exciting hire we are hoping for with like Ben Johnson or maybe Bobby Sloick or something like that. It's not Bill Belichick either. I will say these head coaching vacancies, they're closing up here fast on Belichick and a guy like Bobby Sloick. So we'll see if uh, either of them two land a job. But Raheem Morris, former Rams defensive coordinator over the last few years, obviously he's not going to have too much of an impact on the offense. But we'll see who he brings in as offensive coordinator. Maybe he's able to land Zach Robinson, the quarterback coach, from the Rams, bring him over, Sean McVay guy, and he could be the OC. I would like that landing spot then for him. But, yeah, in terms of fantasy football, Raheem Morris doesn't really tell us anything at all, right? Yeah, I think you did open up one door there in your commentary that – yeah, this means they're into what the Rams are doing, right? I mean, if they're into what the Rams are doing defensively, they we're going to look at what they're doing offensively, right? It makes sense. And what parallels do you have? You have Kyron Williams being a workhorse, great back there. You have B. John Robinson in Atlanta. You have Puka Nakua using his body to stretch the field, physical big receiver. That could help Drake London. And you have some good use of the tight end when needed. We'll see. Kyle Pitts is, to me, more of an inside receiver, right? So I think they have to treat him more like a slot type receiver, and then you'll get what you have in the Rams offense, which we've seen at the highest level of the slot with Cooper Cup. So there's not necessarily a bad thing about this for the offense, because again, defensive coaches, as I mentioned before, tend to be like, I got the defense. I'm going to call the defense. You guys go take care of the offense and be explosive or do what you want. But you figure this is good for the running game. When you have a defensive coach, that's what they're going to do. And look, Raheem Morris, the first time, it's very interesting. You got the Bucks offense coordinator, former, going to the Panthers. It's the former Bucks head coach. I think people forget about that, that he was young when he got that job. He wasn't quite ready. I think his quarterback was Josh Freeman, I want to say. So <laughs> at least part of the time. So I, that's not good, right? That wasn't going to be helpful. They had to make the transition away from that, and they hadn't got James Winston yet. So when you look at it overall here, yeah, this is a good second shot for Remorse. He's got a lot more success since then. He's attached to Sean McVay, so that's going to be good. So we forgot, right? We were all about, oh, we got to hire someone with Sean McVay in the last few off seasons, but we forgot about that this off season. So maybe Raheem Morris is reminding us that, that Hey, this is not too bad, right? If you're looking offensively or defensively. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's time that we uh, hop into this NFC Championship game, a game I'm super excited for as a 49ers yeah. fan. We got the Lions at the 49ers. We're, of course, going to get into the prize picks we love in this game and our free duel lineup. But before we do all that, let's hit on what we what we think is going to happen in this game in terms of which team's going to win. Are they going to cover the over-under? So uh, I think the spread has gone up a little bit now. The 49ers yeah. are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Now, I I believe fully that the 49ers will win, but that's a big spread. I don't know if they're going to cover the full seven and a half, especially if Debo is out. I'm completely out and I'm covering the spread. But even with an injured Debo, that's going to be hard to do. Which way are you uh, going on the spread? Yeah, it's funny. That half point is related to Debo Samuel because there was an encouraging sign yesterday. He got a limited yeah. practice and on Thursday – He's trending in the right direction. If he was 50-50 to start the week, you figure he's at 75% now. And if he can get out there in another limited capacity, at least on Friday, you're going to feel really good about him playing. So I think he'll gut it out. They might be careful with the snaps, right? They have Juwan Jennings. They could go in that direction. But Juwan Jennings is more the third receiver anyway, so he might uh, diversify a little bit, play a couple two tight end sets or whatever to make up for Debo. But I think he'll be out there. There's no way Debo, with all the – the stuff that's happening, how important this game is, he's going to really push himself to be out there. Let's just hope he doesn't get re-injured and come out of the game yeah. with a shoulder because that's tricky. You take a bad hit and that's it. But I think that's where you're going at the point five. So something to set up there when you're looking at uh, DFS and price picks. But, Michelle, I'm going to go to the 49ers side. I think this matchup is very good for their offense. And they were quiet last week, right? By relative standards, they had a great running game, but they're passing game. This time they get the worst pass defense in the NFL to attack in fantasy. So when you look at fantasy, reality, the weapons, all that. So I, I like it to go over and for the 49ers to take care of this number. Yeah, uh, I don't know about taking care of the number, but definitely to win. Do you know, I have a little trivia question for you. Do you know the last time the Lions won a game in San Francisco or like at, yeah. at the 49ers? It's been a long, long time. And I know one thing. When they Take won. A Take a guess of the year. I'm going to say it's like 1970-something. Hey, 1975. Yeah. I, I actually knew some of this. But the last time they actually won the championship in 1957, they had to go yeah. to the 49ers. So uh, it's been a long time since the Lions have been in this game. I know America is probably rooting for the Lions. But, again, Reality says the 49ers have been the best team all season long in the NFC and are going to take care of business here. Yeah. Now, what about the over-under? It's set at 51 and a half points. Yeah, so I like Vegas it is expecting yeah. a very high game. Yeah. As long as Debo's in, I like the over as well, because then you know that the 49ers have a really good shot at hitting 30 points, leaving the, the Lions only have to score like, what, 22. So I yeah. like the over in this as well with two really good offenses. Yeah. We'll explore that the over or more what we're looking at with uh prize picks and FanDuel in our next two segments here on the show. So a lot of good stuff coming here on locked on fantasy football. Yeah. Uh, before we get into all that good stuff, let's hear from a couple of our great sponsors. This next segment is brought to us by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. So today, I want to say how I feel about something, all right? You might even be thinking about the same thing this week. I'm going to tell you how I really feel 
about all the hate on Brock Purdy that he receives after every bad game. I think it's ridiculously unfair that every time he doesn't have like a great game, he gets picked apart all week long and being questioned if he's a franchise quarterback or not. I think he's the only quarterback that has to have a perfect game every single week to get any respect. So now that I got that, that, now that I got that off my chest, most of us, including myself, have much bigger problems than our favorite football team or our favorite fantasy football teams. And it's also important to get those things off our chest every once in a while as well. This is why I do online therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. This episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. I mean, go place a $5 bet, guys, before this weekend, and then you have 150 free bucks to play with during these two uh, conference championship games to make your viewing experience so much more fun. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet. Like, you can find bets in the new Explore tab. It makes everything super, super user-friendly. Or you can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, uh, which is the best way to find the most popular parlays. All you have to do is to get started is visit FanDuel.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LOCKEDON and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. I actually liked a lot of these prize picks in this game. I thought these were easier to pick than the AFC championship game for sure. So we'll each say our top three regular favorite picks. And then, of course, get into our demon pick, which is the riskier picks. Harder, but you make more money if you hit them. So, Vinny, you can tell us our your four first. Yeah, um, I did think these were a lot easier. Like, I was surprised. I didn't struggle all that much. It didn't take me too long to go there. I, I'm going to start with the less. We don't always go with less on this Never show. Never go with less, no. yeah. Yeah, yeah, because we like fantasy points. But this is more of a buyer beware here. Jared Goff. I'm going less than 261.5 passing yards. Now, this is way too high for me. I mean, Jordan Love, keep in mind, he played pretty well last week. You know how many passing yards he had? 194. So wow. you think he was looking good, but they needed the running game. And I think what you look at here, Jameer Gibbs, it has to be a big part of what they do. The running game in general has to be big. You can run outside on the 49ers. Jared Goff is dropping back and trying to win the game passing. It's not going to happen. The pass rush is going to get after him. They have enough players in the secondary that can create some havoc here with coverage. I know they're a little bit weak in some spots, but – they can get after with their linebackers and cause some problems here for Jared Goff. So 261.5, I think, is way too much based on his track record as well, right? He's not the same quarterback on the road. It's a good defense on the road. And he's just been, like, indoors, like, all the time. Like, he rarely plays outside. So this is uh, going to hurt Jared Goff. 261.5, I'm going to say less than that for passing yards. Now, Brock Purdy. I heard what you said about Brock Purdy. He's getting a lot of hate. Well, now for everyone to be quiet, Brock Purdy is going to use his legs in a big way by getting at least 10 yards rushing in this game. 
that's that's big for Brock Purdy if he gets to 10 yards rushing because he's not a running quarterback, right? We know that. But the Lions, as I've documented before, give up a lot of rushing yards to quarterbacks. It's uh, near 30 per game. Now, some of these guys uh, have been more mobile, but they've also given up some yards to guys that are statues. And Brock Purdy is athletic enough where one or two scrambles, that's all he needs in this game. Chase by Aiden Hutchinson. Get out there, 7.5 rushing yards. He'll get it. Now, Jameer Gibbs, I'm going with him on the rushing yards as well. 48.5, way too low for me. He's got to be a huge factor in this game running outside. So that was an easy one for me. And then my demon pick, George Kittle. I think he can have a huge game. But the demon is just asking for more than one. No, sorry, just need one. Uh, 0.5 rushing receiving touchdowns. I don't get it. I don't know how you can have a half score. But that just means he needs to get one in this game. So, there you go. Uh, I'm going with the demon. George Kittle scores. So probably on a long touchdown. The Lions cannot cover the tight end downfield or in the red zone. Yeah, and my first pick goes with your demon pick. So you have uh, Kittle scoring a touchdown. I have him getting more than 61 and a half receiving yards. He has hit this in eight of his last 11 games played. Has hit this in each of his last six home games and 75 plus receiving yards in each of his last five home games. Again, he only needs 62 receiving yards. And when Debo is out, and I know he's likely to play, but still should be injured. But when he's been out uh, this year, he's uh, Kittle's had 78 yards and 149 yards. And then we saw Debo leave early in the divisional round, and he got 81 receiving yards in that game, right? And we, like you brought up, the Lions have been giving up big plays to tight ends this year. And just last week to Kate Otten. Kate Otten, like, wasn't even targeted at all in the beginning of that game in the first half. And then it was just like, Kate Otten, Kate Otten, Kate Otten. And he got 65 yards against the Lions. So, like Kittle to hit that. My next one's kind of a fun one. It's Brandon Ayuk, more than 24 and a half receiving yards in his first two receptions. So his first two catches, he has to have at least 25 receiving yards on the board. But A, Ayuk averages nearly 18 yards per reception this year. It's He's yeah. second highest in the league this season in yards per reception. So right off the bat there, his average gets him well over that. But also the Lions have allowed the second most yards per pass attempt this year in the NFL and second most downfield receiving yards. So they are very suspect there in defense. Ayuk has hit this in uh, 10 of 16 games played with Purdy this season, including the playoffs. And there was only two home games that he played with Purdy that he didn't hit it all year long. It was week five versus Dallas. He had 20 yards total in his first two. And then last week against the Packers, 22 yards total in his first two but I think he smashes this against the Lions and then my last normal pick is Christian McCaffrey plus Jameer Gibbs they're going to combine for 208.5 scrimmage yards so that's rushing plus receiving yards together they need 209 combined yards when both players have played a full game that week they have hit at least 230 combined scrimmage yards in each of the last four such weeks and then since week four in those such games, they've done it in nine of those 11 weeks. So I, I like them to get it going here. I think Christian McCaffrey might struggle a little bit on the ground, but get a lot of receiving work in this game. And then to end it with my demon pick, it's Jameer Gibbs more than a half of a rush plus receiving touchdown. So again, he needs one scrimmage touchdown in this game. He's been a touchdown monster. I'm shocked this is a demon pick and not just a regular pick. He has scored a touchdown in six of his last seven games, including each of the last three. They've been giving him chances more around the goal line instead of only going to David Montgomery. So I really like the opportunity for him to score in this game. 
Yeah, so that tells you how much we like Jameer Gibbs in this one. We have him for the rushing yards. We have him for the combined yards. We have him for the TDs. We love George Kittle in this one. And Brandon Ayuk, I think, could blow up. He has the best matchup of anyone all weekend long. I mean, he's probably going to get Kindle Vildor. He's not very good. He is a former Bear. So that's the option. And Brandon Ayuk was quiet last week. That also says they'll probably get him more involved this week, especially with Debo a little bit banged up with the shoulder injury. But if Debo plays, that also lets Ayuk have more favorable coverage downfield. So something to look at. But basically, we're following up what we think that Jameer Gibbs has to be a big factor for the Lions to win. And the 49ers should pass all over downfield on the Lions this week. So this is what you do. You have to break down the game and follow through on your picks here. That's what we've done nicely here. Good job by you, Michelle. And we will reveal our fan duel lineups here for the single game. I think this was also easier. So we will reveal that here after this latest break. and, And we'll do that by helping you know how to play on price picks. All right, we just broke down our price picks, picks of the week. That should give you some inspiration, right, to go play. Yeah, you just pick two to six players, and they just have to go more or less than the stat projections available there. Yeah, check it out. And the more players you pick and hit on, the more you'll get right here. So, look, there's a lot of good options. We've just given you eight here and some demon picks as well to uh, be versatile. It is really the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy sports there. It's very simple. PrizePix also offers a reload, reboot policy, I should say, so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. So that means if you want to take a shot at Debo Samuel, if he's on the board there on Price Picks uh, by game time, you're good. Because if something happens with Debo during the game, he's rebooted and you get the insurance policy there. It's the only daily fantasy sports platform with a reboot policy for injury insurance. So great stuff there. It's all the players and stat types. You can look at your winnings, all the good stuff there, and it's so much fun, the experience of just playing the game and getting into all the action from a fan perspective with a chance to win money. All you have to do is go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnFL and use the promo code LockedOnFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, pricepicks.com slash LockedOnFL and use the code LockedOnFL for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, Michelle, it is uh, time to close the show. We've done our price picks. We did talk about FanDuel earlier that you want to get in the action here. There are not too many games left, right? Three left in the NFL season. All right, it is time to reveal our one game, one shot lineup here. And uh, I'll let you go first. So you start with your quarterback, or I shouldn't say that, your MVP, because it may not be a quarterback on this one. It- yeah, so your MVP gets you one and a half times your points, but also costs one and a half times their cost on in the tournament, right? So they're costly. Normally, if you want to use a quarterback, you're going to have to have a pretty bad roster the rest of the way. So I didn't go with a quarterback. I went with Brandon Ayuk. He was only $12,000 regular price. So I went with him. Uh, I think he was like fourth or fifth most expensive in the game, but I'm happy with that price compared to where the quarterbacks were sitting. And The Lions have allowed a wide receiver to have 140 receiving yards and a touchdown in each of their last five games. That is an NFL record for defenses in a bad way. You don't want to beat that record. That's a bad record. But they have been getting destroyed by wide receivers, uh, and I think Ayuk will be the guy to destroy them. 
All right, that's a good start. I actually did start with a quarterback. I put Brock Purdy in okay. the MVP. So no disrespect for me. He's going to be the MVP of my lineup, even if he's not the MVP of the league or the MVP of uh, just people having cold takes, too many hot takes on Brock Purdy. He's going to quiet them on his FanDuel performance here. So I have him as a quarterback and the MVP. Nice. I love that. So yeah, since I used Ayuk up there, I was able to get in both Brock Purdy and Jared Goff. So I went with both quarterbacks for my next two. All right. I liked that. I did like George Kittle. So guess what? I had to have Brand Ayuk with George Kittle. Or I revealed my third pick too. So Brand Ayuk, George Kittle, Brock Purdy. So I'm doing the stack, the onslaught between those three guys that are three healthiest passing game assets here so yeah yeah george kid 11,000 ayuka 12 so good values there and uh, going right with it yeah i was also able to get in kittle i was surprised so so far i have ayuk purdy goff and george kittle so i love that but then obviously for my last guy i had to go cheap because i have a lot of great players but it's not that bad of a pick i don't think i got to get in jameson williams so yeah he doesn't always do a ton right typically doesn't do much at all, but we know he has the big play potential. So I'm more than happy to have him in a tournament play like this because one big play will make him worth uh, the money that he costs. Well, I do have Jameson Williams. I didn't reveal my other guy as well. So this is the one differentiator that we have here. That wow. Yeah. So I have Purdy, Kittle, Ayuk, Williams, slightly different spots the way we're using them. But if I said I was going – less on Jared Goff's passing yards. And who was the other player that we really liked this week? Oh, yeah, it's Jameer Gibbs. I have him in the lineup at 13,000. So, yes, the guy that I could afford after that was Jameson Williams. I didn't really want to go with the kicker, Jake Moody or Michael Badger. He already had to do that in the other game. It was ugly. So I'm going to go Jameson Williams. Garbage time. Something could happen, right? He has a decent matchup in coverage in this one. So Jameson Williams, Jameer Gibbs, I think are going to be the Lions that need to see the most work. And I have Purdy, Kittle, and Ayuk. So I didn't take off, and maybe that's a mistake, but uh, I'm not feeling with him this week. So the big thing is going to come down to uh, who has more fantasy points, Goff or Gibbs, and then with the MVP, you got Brock in the MVP, so you get one and a half point, one and a half of his points. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And then uh, Ayuk, I'll get one and a half times his points. So a little bit different there. But yeah, I mean... These are the guys you want in your lineup, right? If we think Ayuk yeah. and Kittle are going to destroy it and Gibbs, I didn't get Gibbs in, but those are the guys you want in your FanDuel lineups. Yeah, it's very hard because I don't think there's going to be a lot of contrarian lineups in this one. There could be. And uh, there could be some Dave Montgomery or Jawan Jennings or some weird wrinkles there, but I feel the best about just getting the playmakers in this game. That's what we've done. So the numbers really say Kittle, Ayuk, Purdy, this passing game for the 49ers. It says win for the 49ers, all that good stuff. So a lot easier when you can have a bad defense on the field, unlike the Chiefs-Ravens game, uh, is which, I, which I found out, Michelle. Yeah, I will say it's interesting. Neither of us have Christian McCaffrey in there. Yeah, We stayed away yeah. from him. Yeah, that might be the chalky play, right? Getting Chris McCaffrey in there. But we know the Lions are pretty good against the run. So maybe that's why we're not doing it. And I think that's basically what it was. And he's very expensive. So this yeah. could be the pivots there to get you what you want in your FanDuel lineup. So good stuff on the show all around. We talked about the Panthers and Falcons, new coaches, Lions 49ers in depth. That was it. We wrapped up the show here pretty well. So we'll probably get some more coaching hires next week. We'll know what the Super Bowl 58 matchup will be. So we can start hacking away at that. So a lot of good stuff for you 
coming throughout the final game and the offseason here in Locked On Fantasy Football. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this is Vinny Iyer. And I am Michelle Majid. Bye, y'all.